Chapter Four of Saint Joseph Copertino. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. Saint Joseph of Copertino by Reverend Angelo Festovici. Translated by Reverend Francis S. Lang. Caught up into paradise. Second Corinthians twelve four calm had now followed the storm and a love so powerful and tender possessed our saint that his noble soul seemed united more to god than to the body and as it were immersed in a limitless ocean of love owing to this love it happened that whenever he heard songs or music in church or a conversation about god or the names of jesus and mary he would be enraptured and cry out o love o love or would sing sacred songs among these was one of st catherine of siena whom he venerated as his special patron when in the song he came to the words and the divine love pierced her hands and feet and even her heart he would weep tremble all over and with a corresponding gesture say open my breast cleave this heart to the question what he desired most he replied that god take my heart my whole heart before an image of the crucified saviour he would often pray i desire to be dissolved and to be with christ or jesus 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 draw me to thee i cannot remain here sweetest jesus draw me up to where thou art in the holy season of christmas the saint joyfully invited all to sing with him the song bambino my bambino give o oh, give to me but a small share of thy divine love at times especially during holy week he was sad and on meeting any one he would lament and say think of it my son jesus has been scourged jesus has been crucified jesus has died and has died for love after various other ejaculations he would usually conclude with the words i am much worse than the jews for i know who thou art and yet crucify thee on such days he pined away in sorrow and lay as dead in a swoon but when easter came he sang and exulted for hours together for joy and on pentecost he would glow with the same divine fire and display a like jubilation of spirit by such manifestations of holy love he aroused similar sentiments in the hearts of others and endeavoured to stimulate them still more by saying to them love god for he who loves is rich without knowing it his desire was that the whole world should love god he therefore wept on seeing how men offend god by so many sins and because of this felt such agony that blood gushed from his mouth gladly would he have shed his blood in martyrdom and to accomplish this desired to accompany some missionary as companion and servant to the heathen wishing to see all have a like desire he would ask each religious even the novices would you gladly die for jesus and when they answered in the affirmative he would exult in his heart and manifest unusual joy the saint's love at times found expression in words 
that show his desire to be utterly unselfish my lord said he even if i knew thou hadst predestined me to hell at my creation yet i would follow thee in every possible way and serve thee by all such works as have been practised by the greatest saints of paradise in this event he would have wished to be alone so as not to hear the blasphemies and curses of others he therefore added i would wish to be in a place apart so that i should not hear the others blaspheme and curse in that solitary place i would bless and praise god in spite of hell this love of which pseudo dionysius says that it is the cause of ecstasies was the inexhaustible fountain from which the heart of joseph drank and was filled and as it were intoxicated with ecstatic delight divine love had influenced the soul of joseph from earliest childhood and as a boy he experienced the first impulses of rapture which later when he had become a priest grew to deepest ecstasies these recurred until his death and often followed one another at such brief intervals that one might regard them as continual the least thing pertaining to god sufficed to cause him to cry out and to lose the use of his senses no doubt he could be entertained as to the truth and vehemence of this influence of divine love for when pricked with needles struck with iron burnt with a torch or touched on the apple of the eye with the tips of the fingers he did not move in the least and only returned to the use of his senses when god allowed him a respite or obedience called him these ecstasies were so astonishing and frequent that hardly any other saint is known to have received of god such superabundance in this regard to satisfy the curiosity of the reader and to make this narrative at once brief and clear we shall now relate some of the many ecstatic flights in the order of time as they occurred in the various places where he lived we begin with copertino once on christmas eve when joseph heard the sound of the bagpipes and flutes of some shepherds whom he had invited to celebrate with him the birth of the heavenly child he began to dance because of excessive joy and with a sob and a loud cry flew as a bird through the air from the middle of the church to the high altar a distance of almost forty feet there he remained about a quarter of an hour in sweet rapture without however disturbing any of the many lighted candles or burning his clothes the shepherds marvelled exceedingly great was the wonderment of the religious and the people of copertino on the occasion of the procession of the feast of st francis joseph dressed in a surplice rose up to the pulpit about fifteen palms from the floor and remained a long time suspended in ecstasy with outstretched arms and bent knees marvellous too was his rapture during the night of holy thursday while praying with other religious before the holy sepulchre which was erected above the high altar and lit with many lamps suddenly he rose in direct flight to the chalice in which his divine treasure was enclosed but without touching any of the many decorations and only after some time when called by his superior did he return to his former place at time he made similar flights to the altar of st francis or while praying the litany to that of our lady of grotella very remarkable was his exuberance of love when the saint erected a calvary on a hill between copertino and the monastery at grotella two crosses were already placed but ten persons with united effort could not raise the third which was fifty-four palms high and very heavy 
on seeing this joseph full of ardor flew about eighty paces from the portal of the monastery to the cross lifted it as easily as if it were a straw and placed it in the hole prepared for it these crosses were the object of his special devotion and from a distance of ten or twelve paces he drawn by his crucified saviour would rise to one of the arms or the top of the cross one day a religious was speaking with the saint about the descent of the holy ghost on the apostles just then a friar happened to pass with a burning candle in his hand at the sight of which joseph uttered a cry and flew four paces into the air inflamed with the fire of the holy ghost another time hearing a priest say father joseph oh how beautiful god has made heaven he flew up on an olive tree and remained there half an hour kneeling and it was a strange sight to see how the branch which bore him swayed as lightly as if a small bird rested on it on one occasion joseph was present at the investment of several nuns in the church of st clair at copertino as soon as the choir intoned the antiphon come thou bride of christ he was seen to hurry from the corner in which he knelt towards the confessor of the convent a member of the order of the reformati grasp him by the hand lift him by supernatural power from the floor and rapidly dance about with him in the air it would lead too far to recount all the raptures and flights through the air while the saint was at copertino suffice it to say that according to the acts of his beatification more than seventy such flights were recorded not counting those which occurred daily at holy mass and generally lasted two hours after the saint left copertino the same fire of love burned within him and manifested itself in the same miraculous manner it may interest the pious reader to learn of some of the many other raptures which till the end of his life were an object of the greatest admiration wherever he lived at nardo where he stayed for a time after leaving copertino he was seen to be lifted up in ecstasy in the church of st francis to the terror of those present another time on seeing an esse homo picture he remained immovable as a statue in a house whither he had gone to heal a sick person in another house on hearing a song he rose with his customary cry to a kneeling posture on the edge of a table later when he came to monopoli on his way to naples and was led by his fellow religious to the monastery church to see a new and beautiful statue of st antony of padua he rose at sight of it from the floor and flew a distance of fifteen paces to the image of the saint on the altar and returned in like manner to his former place but scarcely had he recovered from his first rapture when he fell into a second for while the litany was being recited he flew to the altar of the immaculate conception and back through the air to his original place the city of naples likewise witnessed his wonderful flights one day when at the command of the inquisition he had said mass in the private chapel of the church of st gregory of armenia belonging to the nuns of st ligorio he suddenly rose with a loud cry from a corner of the chapel where he was praying flew up to the altar and remained standing there bending over the flowers and candles with arms spread in the form of a cross so that the nuns cried out he will catch fire but crying out anew he returned unharmed to the middle of the church whirled about in a circle with the speed of an arrow and sang o most blessed virgin o most blessed virgin it pleased god to glorify the saint in the presence of men of the highest rank during his first stay in rome he went with the father-general to pay homage to the pope urban the eighth 
while kissing the feet of the pontiff the saint filled with reverence for jesus christ in the person of his vicegerent was enraptured and raised aloft till the father-general's command brought him back to his senses the pope marvelled much and said to the father-general that if father joseph were to die during his pontificate he himself would bear witness to this occurrence how often by god's special grace such happenings recurred during the thirteen years of his stay at assisi it is difficult to say in sixteen forty five the spanish ambassador to the papal court the high admiral of castile passed through assisi on purpose to see joseph he visited the saint in his cell after speaking with him he returned to the church and said to his wife i have seen and spoken with another saint francis on hearing this his wife desired to meet joseph and at her request the father custos commanded him to go up into the church and speak with the lady with the words i will obey but know not whether i shall be able to speak the saint hastened to comply scarcely had he entered the church when looking up at the statue of the immaculate conception on the altar he flew about twelve paces over the heads of those present to the foot of the statue after remaining there some time in prayer he flew back with his customary cry and returned to his cell the occurrence amazed the admiral his wife and their numerous retinue on another occasion joseph terrified several painters who remarked in his presence that they meant to paint a picture of the immaculate conception in this little chapel they first heard him cry out in great agitation what the conception of the virgin mary the immaculate conception and then they saw him remain for more than half an hour deprived of the use of his senses and immovable with outspread arms and eyes lifted to heaven enraptured in contemplation of the sublime mystery great was the astonishment of a priest who in company with joseph once entered a village church the priest inquired do you think the blessed sacrament is preserved here as no lamp was burning the saint replied who knows but immediately he cried out loud and flew towards the tabernacle embraced it and adored the blessed sacrament which he miraculously knew to be present several religious whom he assisted to clean a reliquary and to fold the habit worn by saint francis saw him hover in the air above their heads others saw him suspended on a cornice in the chapel of saint francis sixteen palms from the floor one day while a priest was preaching to the faithful in the chapel of saint ursula joseph flew from a jalousied balcony which jutted out in front of the altar at some distance from the floor he remained suspended in a kneeling posture and with face all radiant as that of a seraph fixed his eyes on the tabernacle till at the command of his superior he flew back to the balcony great was the surprise and terror of the father custos on one occasion when solemn vespers had been sung in honour of the immaculate conception in the chapel of the novitiate joseph entreated the father to repeat with him the words beautiful mary he then seized the father and pressing him close and exclaiming with louder voice beautiful mary beautiful mary rose with him into the air to avoid prolixity we will omit other ecstasies and in conclusion relate one of the most marvellous which was occasioned by a deranged nobleman balthasar rossi of assisi bound to a chair this nobleman was brought to joseph that he might pray for his recovery the man of god commanded that the patient be freed and forced to kneel in his oratory he then touched his head and said chevalier balthasar 
doubt not but commend yourself to god and his holy mother with these words and uttering his usual cry oh he seized the nobleman by the hair and lifted him from the floor as he rose in ecstasy into the air the saint held him thus for a time to the amazement of those present who with the nobleman now fully restored praised and thanked god for working such great miracles by his servant end of chapter four